Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. We are so grateful that you have decided to join us today. We wanted to just spend a few minutes to chat with you about one of those things that I have especially learned over my years in ministry. And I think that Virginia has even begun to notice in in her years of ministry. We wanted to talk a little bit about building relationships, friendships, and mentors, and the importance Mm -hmm. of you being thoughtful about that through your ministry. What spurred our topic for today was an article that I saw posted on Twitter from a man by the name of Kerry Newhoff. And the reason why I knew to follow him is because Virginia (laughs) has talked to us about Kerry Newhoff before. He is a former pastor and a leadership specialist that has written a lot of books and that speaks about leadership. And with Dr. Virginia talking about him, I decided to start following him on Twitter. And it was the headline of an article that he wrote that really caught my attention the other day. And the title of the article was why they're not actually your friends. Mm -hmm. And it just spoke to me in a very deep way when I saw the title and it made me curious. And so it's, it's a really interesting article. It's not a a super long article or or super Mm in-depth, but it's just him really talking about friendships and ministry. And because of that, Virginia and I had this conversation and we were talking about how we have found friendship to be difficult when you serve in ministry. And so we just thought that just for a few minutes today, we would just chat with you a little bit about our friends, our mentors, and how this can be kind of a sticky topic when it comes to ministry. Um, You know, one of the things that Harry Newhoff said in his article at the very beginning that I really appreciated was that he said, ministry is the perfect storm of work, faith, in community. Mm, And it really, really is true. When we serve in ministry, when we are a leader in a ministry, we have worlds colliding all around us. I know for me, especially, you know, when I was a principal at a Christian school, I was also the children's minister for the church. And so my daughter went to school there I worked there. Our church was there. And so this one location was our entire world. Yeah. The idea of us being ministry leaders puts us in a very specific relationship with the people that we come into contact with pretty much every single day. And so I think it can be sometimes a challenge Mm-hmm. to figure out where we draw those lines. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because whenever you are in a ministry leadership 
ministry leadership position, you're never just a person. Right. You're always, you know, the children's director or, mm-hmm. you know, the whatever. And so, so you never are only you, you are always in one way or another representing your ministry, a sort of ambassador of your ministry. And so um, whenever you express thoughts or opinions, they're never just your opinions. They're always tied into your role and tied into your ministry. And so being very cognizant of these things um, is so important because, because it's easy because it's like, You know what I mean? It's like you don't stop and think about yourself Mm -hmm. as like – you're like, I'm just me. Like, (laughs) right. Like, I'm just me. Like, I'm not anything like fancy or anything, you know. I don't – you know. But you have to remember that that's the way you perceive yourself and the way other people perceive you and the way people perceive you in your role. Right. Like, those don't always line up. They and don't. So, and so just understanding that other people perceive you and perceive you mm-hmm. in your role very differently than you may right. think of yourself. Right. So. Well, and I think I told the story in another episode, but it, I think it's very relevant to our discussion today because I had someone that I considered to be a friend that was a member of our church and she wasn't involved in preschool or children's ministry. And that was fine with me. That wasn't her area of gifting. And so that was really not where she wanted to serve. I just enjoyed being friends with her. Like I, I just really liked her a lot. And I, I thought that we were, you know, friends. And so I saw her one day as we were leaving church and I made the statement to her, you know, I was like, Oh, you should come by the preschool hall or the children's hall some Sunday And say hi, because I never get to see you because it was a particularly busy time in ministry where I wasn't in the sanctuary very often. Mm -hmm. And so I I made that statement, you know, you should come by, you know, on your way from Sunday school to church just to say hi. So at least, you know, I can get a chance to say hello. And she was like, oh, no, I I won't come. And and I was like, I'm sorry. And she said, (laughs) I'm afraid you're going to ask me to do something. And so she said, so it's just better if I don't come by. And I was like, I had never asked her to do something before. I had never (laughs) asked her to fill in or to do anything, but she just had this sort of mindset of like, oh, well, you know, I I don't want to. So whether we want our roles to have a part in who we are or how people perceive us, they just do. People have their own preconceived thoughts of what we are or who we are or how we're going to interact or what we're going to say or what we're going to do. And so I think that it has to be something that we are very aware of. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that I really appreciated about the article, because one of the things that he said is that the relationships that we have with people within the church function like a friendship. Mm -hmm. But they not, they are really not a friendship because they are sort of sometimes their own individual kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Because when you are a leader, that comes with certain expectations, like you said. And so, you know, things, situations where we are placed with people on a regular basis can begin to feel like a friendship. Mm-hmm when actually functionally they are not a friendship they are they are relationships that we have with people that we're serving with that we're serving in ministry with that we are a part of their lives 
but not necessarily in the way that we might think that we are. Well, and it's just, I mean, if ministry is, is our work, it's our vocation, you know, no matter where you work, you can kind of have these sort of work friendships or work relationships Mm -hmm. that you develop because you see this person every day, but you may not necessarily spend time with them outside of work, or you may, you know, get along with them really well, you know, in your work environment, but Mm -hmm. you're not, you know, spending time in each other's homes or you're not whatever. And so, it, it is like just kind of a, a weird gray area and it is hard right. because, you know, church is designed to be our community. And mm-hmm. so there's this, um, this function of community, but whenever you are a leader within that community, there is a certain level of um, in some ways sort of being set apart by mm-hmm. accountability by necessity, by the fact that sometimes we have to make hard decisions that people who we genuinely care about aren't going to love. But, you know, sometimes we have to make that hard decision that like, okay, I know how much, you know, you love the llama grooming ministry, (laughs) but but we just don't have it in the budget to continue. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I love you as a person, but we have to stop that, you know, this is going to end. And so- And so it's like we function within this community and sometimes we're called to make hard decisions within this community. And so sometimes we're called to have hard conversations with people within our community. And so it is just a very unique position and it's one that it's hard. It's hard to understand until you get into it. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's hard for people who we work with within the church community to understand our position. Sometimes it's hard to explain to be like, look, I know you love the llama grooming ministry, but (laughs) I have to look at all the needs of all our ministries as a whole. And this is, you know, X, Y, and Z is why we're doing this. And so, right. So just well, hard conversations and hard decisions. Yeah, you know, it is. And, and we do have to become, I think, a little more discerning. Mm-hmm. For me, I am that type of person that I love to make friends and I love to have close relationships. And so I will pull you into my circle very quickly if I can, because I am a relational person and I like to have that closeness with people. And I have learned, though, after 30 plus years of ministry, that I sometimes would jump in before I really thought through Mm. what is my real relationship with this person or with this group or, or how do I really relate? Because the sad thing is that there are some people who do like to position themselves with leaders because they feel like they have an inside track Mm -hmm. to what's happening within the ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that really early on at one of the churches where I served, there was a group of ladies that liked to get together to play a game and they really wanted me to come and they, they played every week and they really wanted me to come and be a part of it. And I went one night for the game and realized that really what was happening was they were wanting me to give them all the gossip about the pastor and the leaders. They just kept steering that conversation back to, oh, so tell us what the pastor's really like. Oh, tell us this. Oh, you know, talk about this. And every time I tried to gracefully change that subject, 
eventually it would come back around. And when I wouldn't participate, eventually they just started doing it themselves, you know, sharing gossip, talking about people doing that. And so it was that moment of me realizing I can't be a part of this particular group in this way, because this is what they are. I think the reason why they were inviting me, why they were wanting me to be a part of the group. And so you have to have that little bit of discernment where you're looking at these situations, not to be paranoid, And thinking Mm -hmm. everyone's out to get you, Mm -hmm. but where you are just realistically taking a look at this group and saying, do I really fit here? Is this really the best situation for me to be in? You know, do these people seem genuine in this? And, and you have to kind of be a little bit more careful as you build these friendships, because that is the one thing that I, and I saw this in another post several months ago, and I'm sorry that I don't remember who said it, but one of the things that they were talking about was how quickly, and it might've been Carrie Newhoff, but it was talking about how quickly they will forget you when you are Mm. no longer there. It's almost shocking how quickly a church will forget you once you move to the next ministry. And I so don't want that to be true, but I can look back, like I said, 30 plus years. And and I can say there have been some churches where those ties were cut much faster Mm -hmm. than others. And it almost was a shock to me that Mm -hmm. I was no longer like in a regular conversation with these people because I had been for five, six years, we'd been very close. And then suddenly it was just, they, they weren't, you know, responding to, to texts or they weren't calling or they weren't keeping in touch with me. And so it is just a reality that we have to sort of process through. Um, one of the things that Carrie Newhoff did say is that the way you know that it's a genuine friendship mm-hmm. is if it endures when the position no longer exists. And so I know that that's kind of a sad thing to say is that you might have to wait a very long time to find (laughs) out how, you know, genuine a friendship Mm -hmm. is, but a real friendship. And I've had those over the years. I have very close friends that I made when I was at different parts in my life in ministry that I still today keep in touch with and talk with and get together with and do so, podcasts with. Yeah, do podcasts <laughs> with. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, oh. it's so I have, you know, those very intentional friendships that I have made that I knew were, you know. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about today yeah. was being intentional with mm-hmm. making friends. Yeah. And and being intentional with making friends as much as you can and keeping friends who genuine friends who are outside of your church. Right. Um, because I think that's an important key too. Um, Cause this was something um, that Valerie shared with me years ago was um, that whenever you're on a church staff, just like in any sort of working relationship, you're going to have friction with the people that you work with. Like right. you, you're going to get frustrated with, the music minister or the, the youth pastor or whoever, because they did this thing and you're just, Always. you know, you're frustrated. And it's just part of working with people. Mm-hmm. It's just part of working with people in any environment. And so as you are experiencing frustrations or discouragements or whatever, you need someone outside of your church congregation to talk to about that. That way I'm talking to this person about my coworker. It's not, I'm talking to my spouse or my friend in the church about their music pastor. 
right. about their youth pastor. Yeah. Because the advice that you gave me, Valerie, is that, you know, in those situations, you said you never wanted your, you know, workplace struggles to interfere with someone else's worship. Right. You know, because they know that, you know, your frustrations with this mm -hmm. other person. Right. And so having people outside of your church congregation who mm -hmm. you can talk to, who you can share these things with, where it's not going to be an interference with their worship and with their service right. and with their ministry. Mm -hmm. um, but you can at times whenever you're like, oh, gosh, what do I do? Like he's clipping his toenails at his desk every day. <laughs> How, what do I do? Like, <laughs> and so and it, so it is. Yeah. It, it, it really is because people process ministry in different ways. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've told children's ministers over the years is that you do have to be able to have a sense of, yes, this is my pastor, but he's also a human being. Mm -hmm. And when you're with him every day in an office setting, there's going to be sometimes when you see him get frustrated or you're going to see yeah. him make a mistake or do something little that is, you know, that can be frustrating because he's human and, and everyone mm -hmm. does these things. I'm not talking about huge, you know, right. actionable things. I'm just talking about little things that happen. Yeah. And some people really struggle with, I don't ever want to see my pastor angry because if mm -hmm. I see him angry, then I can't watch him preach on Sunday mornings. And so you really do have to be mindful. Mm -hmm. You know, this is something that's frustrating that I don't know how to handle and I need some advice maybe another church member is not the greatest person to get that advice from, because again, they have to look at these leaders in a different way. And so it's making sure that we are cautious when we have these interactions and so that we sort of, you know, have that sense of, because you need an outlet, mm -hmm. you know, it, you need an outlet. Mm -hmm. You need to have somebody that you can talk to about things that frustrate you. You mm -hmm. can't keep it all bottled up inside all the time. And so you do need to have those friends that you can go to and say, Oh, I don't know what to do here. This is a situation that I'm not sure how right. to navigate. And so you find, you know, those people outside that can do that. And I think I, I mentioned to you before, I think that is one of the greatest, like, you know, you, when you get to my age, <laughs> you, you can look back and you can kind of say, wow, <laughs> this was something I did not do well, or this is mm -hmm. something, Hey, I did something you know, that, that I feel like I did it well. And one of the things that I did not do well, I think, especially early in my ministry is that I put everything into the church. Mm -hmm everything. Like I, you know, I mentioned before, you know, our churches typically included our school and our everything. So our whole lives were there. And I so wanted to invest in those relationships and mm. build those relationships and, and serve and work and do. So all of my peripheral friendships that I had at that time that were not related to the church, you know, people that I went to high school with, my closest friends in college, some of those, you know, kind of relationships kind of disappeared mm. because I wasn't working to keep them up because I honestly didn't think I had time to. Mm. And because I was pouring everything into these right. relationships within the church. And so what ended up happening was I did isolate myself because mm. I felt like I had this whole 
group of friends Mm -hmm. that I couldn't really talk to, that I couldn't really, you know, share things with that I needed to be more cautious with Mm -hmm. because I served them as in the leadership position. And then I didn't have those outside friends either because I so poured into the church. And so looking back now, I really do wish that I had made more of an effort Mm -hmm to keep those friends and pull those friends that were in that peripheral part of my life, you know, outside of those church walls mm-hmm. and really worked hard to keep them active in my relationships with them so that I had that outlet. Because again, several, like I said, of those situations, when I left those churches and moved on to other positions or other churches, other ministries, mm-hmm. those friends that I had spent so much time with, were were no longer there. They were gone. And it's a very abrupt loss. And so it's important that you make sure you have those resources for you. So you have those people to talk to. Absolutely. I think we need to remember that there are some things we say to acquaintances. There are some things that we say to people we are leading. There are some things we say to friends and there are some things we say to therapists. Ooh, <laughs> you know, yeah. there, there are different levels <laughs> of conversation that we have with people in our lives. Yeah. Um, just like we do like it with a spouse. I'm sure, you know, for yeah. me, like sometimes that you know, my husband may really frustrate me with something and I just need to talk to somebody about it and say, Hey, am I looking at this in the right way? <laughs> it's not something I can talk with him about because I need perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it's finding, you know, those, those, the appropriate times to speak with the appropriate people in the appropriate way. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. Um, Another reason to develop these friendships outside of the church is because we really want to be cognizant of and um, sensitive to unintentional perceptions to where, you know, if you do have a really close friend circle in the church that Mm -hmm. you've got this kind of like click that you run with or that even if they don't in reality get special treatment or whatever, that there can still be a perception of that. And so just being aware and being cognizant of, of those sort of negative perceptions um, that could come from, from it maybe seeming like you do have like a click or a circle or whatever, like an inner circle. (laughs) Right. um, Well, and it can become, yeah. Right. Because it it can become that these people become such a focus Mm -hmm. that you are not including everyone into relationships in your church. We have moved a lot. We've changed churches a fair amount because of positions and different jobs that I've had. And I think that one of the things that I have run into a lot is walking into a church for the first time and nobody speaking to us Mm -hmm. or, you know, visiting a church for a while and somebody might say hi, but then they run off to talk to their friends. And so one of the things that we want to make sure we're doing is bringing everyone in to the church community. And it's really easy, especially if we become super close to a group of people Mm -hmm. that they kind of become our whole focus on a Sunday morning. And we're not really intentionally ignoring people. Mm -hmm. It's just, we have these close friends. And so we are, you know, we, we, uh, you know, focus on them. So we want to be mindful of making sure we are including everyone and that no one feels left out in that. We're being very missionally minded and outreach minded. 
mm-hmm. um, in our relationships. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then another thought too is, is sort of in reflecting on this topic, one of the things that recently the Lord, um, I don't know, has just sort of brought to mind and just brought out in conversations is just um, coming to, to really the understanding that I think everyone who has served in ministry for, you know, a significant amount of time, a year or two, a few years, whatever. I feel like everyone has a story of some profound church hurt Mm-hmm. and some profound wounding. And it's not, I mean, it's not persecution. It's friendly fire. It's right, it's right. things that are happening yeah. within the church mm-hmm. um, that have, you know, wounded people in leadership very deeply, you know, maybe yes. from those friendships that weren't real or from all sorts of different situations. And so, right. and so I think, um, you know, one, everyone, everyone has those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, in that, one of the things that the Lord was just sort of like working on me in my own heart is that in those circumstances and situations, um, you know, God, when Paul talks about to live is Christ mm-hmm. and to die is gain, you know, part of that to live is Christ is to walk in forgiveness of people who don't always ask for it, don't always right. think that they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but who may have wounded you deeply um, right. to, and, and to also to tie it all back in to also, as you walk through those situations and walk through that healing and that forgiveness, mm-hmm. having those people outside your congregation, because right. if Miss Betty Sue at your church is the one who has wounded you deeply, you don't want right. to be telling other people in your church about that. That's not the appropriate context goes back to just like what you're saying. There's some things you tell acquaintances. There's some things you tell friends, some things you tell, you know, your therapist, like there, there are different um, appropriate avenues for those Mm -hmm. sorts of conversations. And so, you know, as we work out what that forgiveness looks like, as we work out what that healing looks like, it doesn't necessarily mean that we, are, you know, trusting that person again, or putting them in a position of leadership again, or, you know, taking those same actions, but we are called to forgive, we are called to continue serving the body of Christ, um, and continue loving Christ's bride and serving Mm -hmm. her um, because of what Christ has done for us. And so, So all that's just a messy, a messy, complicated situation. It, it and really friends outside of it is very important. It yeah. really, really is. And I think one of the things that God has really been teaching me during this season of my life, where I'm not serving at a church right now, where we have made this move, it, it made me look back at relationships that I've had, at, at situations that I've been through. And what I really have learned recently is that, we have to guard our identity in Christ mm. because as ministers, our identity can so become our job. Mm-hmm. It can become our church. It can become our denomination. It can, it can slowly over time because we pour so much into it. Yeah. Our identity can become what we do. Mm. 
And that is not the way God created us. And it's not what he intended for us. You know, our identity is in Christ. We are believers. We are Christians. That is our first and foremost responsibility is in our relationship to him. And so it is so easy, though, when we are pouring everything we have into our work, into our ministry, into these relationships, and then things happen that cause pain. Because we're working with human beings. As long as we're working with human beings, there's going to be pain. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be difficulties. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that we are firm in our identity in Christ Mm -hmm. so that we can look at these in through the eyes of Christ so that we can see the people that need to be forgiven so that it doesn't become so painful because we have just given all of ourselves to this entity as opposed to giving all of ourselves to Jesus. And so I think that when we become reliant on friendships and relationships, that can become a slippery slope because people are human and people have their own things that they're dealing with in their own situations. And so when they do move away, you know, those people will move away in some way and you were their leader and now you are not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's going to change how they look at everything. It's going to change how you look at everything. And so I think that that's why we just have to be more cautious. Yeah. And I think that's why finding people that we can connect with that walk the steps that we walk, that just maybe have walked it a little sooner or earlier than we have can be huge. If you can find (laughs) leaders that you can trust to have these conversations with these mentors in your life that have served in ministry that have served with children or even served with, you know, for me, I had a lot of leaders that were associate pastors or pastors or, or, you know, leaders in women's ministry. It, It didn't have to be children's ministry leaders that really poured into me how to serve in a church and how to be able to process all of these confusing relationships, how Mm -hmm. to navigate friendships and and what's appropriate and what's not. And a lot of it, I learned trial by fire. It was just (laughs) me making huge mistakes of like, oh, I should not have shared that with that person because it came back to really hurt a lot of people. And so I have to be more cautious. So you learn that way, but it's great to have some people in your life that can take you in and kind of say, here, let me be your sounding board. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you can call and yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully, you know, you know, I can give you some guidance and leadership on, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, maybe this is another way to look at the situation because Mm -hmm. you have that person that's removed, but finding those relationships can just be key to, to our own personal walk with Christ to be able to keep us focused on the main thing and what's important. Absolutely. And so like Valerie, you are one of my people. Um, (laughs) I have other friends from seminary, but also, and I think, you know, we have episodes um, airing soon of interviews with Faye Scott. Um, Mm -hmm. She is another one of those people for me. And, and she, I went to a LifeWay VBS preview event. Mm -hmm. So VBS training event, um, heard her speak and just went up and talked to her afterwards and said, man, I loved your presentation. I I would love for you to come do this at my church. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't have to 
go to college or go to seminary or go to these right. places to find these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you just go, go to a conference and just, or go to a networking event in your local area. Mm-hmm. And I'm an introvert. So I have to like, you know, yes. muster up a little, <laughs> <laughs> but just go talk to that person. Right. Um, and so, and you can start to build these relationships with people. Yeah. And so, and, it, and, and pray, you know, ask God mm-hmm. to, to give you opportunities and to give you um, the words to say to start right. building these relationships. Right. So, right. And, and that's, I, it's the same for me. A lot of the, the leaders that I became really good friends with that were helpful to me when I was serving were those people that I met at conferences where I would just strike up a conversation with them after they did a presentation or I would, you know, would have those questions and would start talking and and asking them to do that. And so it is, it's, it's, it's finding those opportunities where you can be around, whether it's just, you know, finding a, a children's minister in your city and say, Hey, would you like to go to lunch one day? Mm-hmm. Or whether it's being able to attend a conference or, or talk with somebody that, that, is, you know, doing some sort of leadership. I, you know, I found that there's a, a lot of people even just like following leaders on social media sometimes can be very helpful, just like with this Carrie Newhoff article that I saw, or leaders, uh, you know, that are in children's ministry, like Danielle Bell, or some of those that you can literally follow on their Instagram, and you may not ever meet them in person, but they share these little bits of wisdom, you know, through their social media feeds. And so finding ways to make those connections are huge. Well, Dr. Virginia, I know this is a tough topic, just because it's so very personal, and it can, you know, bring up so many thoughts of of things that have happened and and so much pain. But it also, I think, is just a great reminder Mm -hmm. of things that we just need to be mindful of in our own lives. And so I'm excited that we had the opportunity to chat about this topic today. And And for our listeners, too, just... If they are going through a difficulty, just know that you're not alone. Right. <laughs> um, you're, you're not alone and that, you know, other people go through these sort of relational struggles and gray mm-hmm. areas and weird patches as well. So. Right, right. It's it's not unique. It's something that we've heard across the board for years and years of, of struggles that people have with this particular thing. So, so yes, hopefully that will be an encouragement, even though it's still very difficult, but please let us know if there's anything that we can answer for you. If there are questions that you have or topics that you would like to hear about, we would love to, to know those things. So please feel free to to send us an email to, to make a comment Um, to let us know so we can meet you where you are. That's our heart. And that's really what we want to do. So we just thank you so much for you taking time to talk with us today and to listen. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye.